Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. So last three weeks, we have been talking about <clears throat> giving. One of the spiritual principles that is mentioned in the Word of God is giving. Offerings and tithes to God. Week before, in fact, three weeks back, we talked about God being the owner of the wealth that we possess today. And we are called the stewards or managers of the wealth that God has given to us. So that means your bank balance that today you see in your bank, when you log into your website, in your bank website, the bank balance you see today, it doesn't belong to you. It belongs to God. Because everything that we experience, they all belong to God. And second week we saw, we saw a God who is a giver. In fact, he gave his own life. And as a followers of the same God, we need to be givers too. And last week we talked about unlocking the hidden treasure. Treasures are hidden. Treasures are valuable. In fact, they are more valuable, much more than our total worth. Treasures are valuable. We don't know how much value they have. They are certainly of high value. And treasures were buried a long time ago. Maybe in your lifetime or in the lifetime of your forefathers, the treasures were buried. As we talked about, uh, Isaac, he dug the wall and he removed the mud and he found out those wells, they were buried in the time of Abraham. Enemy came and buried those blessings in your lives. And today you and I are not able to experience those blessings because they were buried. And God is giving us the key to open, to uncover, to unlock those treasures in our lives. And we talked about two ways to do unlock. God is telling us that we need to give what belongs to God. When we do that, we can unlock those treasures. And by honoring God, when we honor God with all our possession, we can unlock those treasures. And we talked about it in various contexts with the help of the word of God. And finally, we also mentioned about King Cyrus. Babylonians took all the wealth of Israel when they were taken as captive to Babylon. But God, with all his mercy, he sent King Cyrus to Babylon. And Isaiah 45 verses 1 through 3, Isaiah 45, 1 through 3, this is what scripture says, I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of the secret places. God spoke to Cyrus and Cyrus went there. He took all the treasures, all the wealth which were hidden in Babylon and he brought everything back to Israel to build the temple of God. So last week we talked about unlocking the hidden treasures. This morning we are going to study yet another principle that is very, very important in the word of God. You know, the blessings of God comes in our lives when we are willing to bless somebody. I just want you to listen to this. The blessings of God comes in our lives when we are willing to bless somebody. So I would like to title my message as blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. You know the wealth we possess as we talked about. The wealth that we possess today is not ours. It is given to us with a purpose. That's the purpose of the owner. 
You know, one of the purposes of the wealth that is given to you and me today is to bless others. Is to bless others. Now, I just want to, you know, prove that this morning, what I'm talking about, what I tit- the way I titled my message, I'm just going to prove that from the wealth of the Word of God. You know, some of us, including myself, are very stingy, very stingy, very selfish, very, we, call, we say it's a tight-fisted. You know, we want to make sure that our wealth does not go to anybody else who doesn't belong to us. Do you get that what I'm saying? We make sure that our wealth, our money doesn't go to anybody else. Of course, we give to God. But we make sure that it doesn't really go to anybody else. Any strangers. Not to anybody who is not known to us. And we make sure that it is all within the family. We are all, most of us are coming from a you know, setup where people used to give and take within the family. Right? The girl is married to a boy who's not very far from the family because they don't want the wealth to go out of the family boundary. They want the wealth to be there within the family boundary. You know, Jesus, this is what Jesus said in Luke chapter 14, verses 12 through 14. I can read that for you as Dan tries to get that in the screen. Luke chapter 14, verses 12 to 14. Then he also said to him who invited him, listen to this, very interesting here. When you give a dinner or a supper, Do not ask your friends, your brothers, your relatives, nor rich neighbors, lest they also invite you back and you are paid. Done. Scripture is very clear. When we invite our friends, our relatives for supper, and you know, before the supper gets over, we fix up another time when we can visit your house. The deal is done there, right? So scripture says very clearly, then he also said to him, who invited Jesus, when you give dinner or supper, do not ask your friends, your brothers, your relatives, now rich neighbors, lest they also invite you back and you are repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you shall be repaid at the resurrection of the just word of God I don't practice this I don't call every poor people to my home to give feast I don't do that and I'm not sure any any of you are doing here this is what scripture says Jesus spoke and there's some meaning to it Jesus says do not invite your friends you know they can repay you back but invite somebody who's a stranger somebody who's not having enough food and you may say that you know it's very difficult to find somebody like that in this nation We'll deal with that too in a moment. You know, churches today, they don't teach about this because they don't, they don't want their money to get out of their treasury. Churches don't talk about giving to some stranger, giving to somebody else because they just want to you know, make sure that the money is kept within themselves. And this morning, by the grace of God, we want to talk about that this morning. Number one, blessed to bless others. You know, Jesus says, God has blessed us. The main reason why he has blessed us is to bless others. Now, I just want to take you to the life of Abraham. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. 
Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. You know, any child of God who wants to follow God, this is the call of God in your life. You know, this is the ultimate call of God in everybody's life. You may say that I am called to be a prophet to that nation. I am called to be a pastor. I am called to intercede for others. You know, I am called to do the worship ministry. Anybody, you may be called by God. This is your ultimate calling. What it says in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Now the Lord God has said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to your land that I will show you. Every one of you are asked to get out of your father's country. Get out of your father's house. And God is asking us to, to go to the land that God shows us. Why we need to get out of that place? God cannot use you at times. Even Jesus, when he visited his own city, he could not perform any miracles. Can you imagine that? You know, if I'm sitting in my nation, if I'm sitting in my father's house, I'll be just sitting there. I may not be doing what I'm doing today. You know, there is a time that I need to get out of it. I'm sure there is a time that you need. Don't worry about, you know, you are, in, you are there in the, another nation. It is the will of God. God brought you here to this nation. And this is what he said to Abraham. He's telling us today, to a land that I will show you, I will make you a great nation. Listen to this. I will bless you. Promise of God. I will bless you. And make your name great and you shall be a blessing. You know, Abraham's covenant, Abraham's promise comes true when these two segments are fulfilled in your life. Not in just in one part. God says, I will bless you. And God says, I will make you, you shall be a blessing. You know, listen to this. This is very, very important. We are missing here something. You know, God blesses us and God is saying that you will be a blessing. When both happens in our lives, when both of these happen together, that's where we can say Abraham's blessings are inherited by me. You know, God does not really prosper us for the purpose of raising our standard of living. But he prospers us so that he can, we can raise the standard of our giving. Did you listen to this? God doesn't prosper us for us to raise the standard of our living. That means when I'm paid $5,000, sorry, that's not the right figure. When I'm paid $2,000, let's say, I sleep in a bed. When God increases my salary to $6,000, I would like to still sleep in that bed. God doesn't give us money to enhance our standard of living. But the purpose why God gives us money is to raise the standard of our giving. In a call of God, in Abraham's life is a model for our lives today. The blessing of Abraham, as I said, it has two parts. One is, I will bless you. And then second part is, you will be a blessing. You will be a blessing. Both the parts are needed to inherit the blessings of Abraham in our lives. I will bless you. And you shall be a blessing. Now I want, you, I want to take you to an Old Testament story. Very interesting story. In 2 Kings chapter 7. We don't have time to read all the story, but this is what the story says. 2 Kings chapter 7. It's a very fascinating story of four lepers. Elisha the prophet. 
standing in front of the gate of Samaria and he is prophesying in the midst of all the drought and the famine which is going on in the land Elisha the prophet this is what he's prophesying in 2 Kings chapter 7 verse 1 then Elisha said hear the word of the Lord thus says the Lord tomorrow about this time there's a great famine people are starving they are dying you know scripture says in fact can you believe that scripture says things had gone so bad that in that city of Samaria that women were chopping off their own children and cooking them and eating them that's what scripture says they eat their own children because the famine was so severe in that land Elijah the man of God comes and stands before the Samarian gate and he says tomorrow about this time a seer or a measure of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two seers are a measure of barley for one shekel at the gate of Samaria nobody knows how it's going to happen they don't have completely they are wiped away they don't have anything to eat and there were four lepers they went through all the struggle the citizens of that nation were going through they were sitting at the gate of the camp of Samaria these four were talking to themselves we have two options either sit in the gate and die or we can go inside the city and get killed Samarians have captured everything there Samaria is under siege there are two options someone told someone told one of them told you don't know what instead of sitting here and dying let's go inside Samaria probably they may throw some of the waste food we may get that if we get those waste food probably we can eat or if we get killed anyway we get killed there they decided to go into the city all the four lepers they entered into the camp and for their surprise surprise the camp was completely deserted nobody was there the camp was completely empty they walked into the camp in the enemy's camp first of all they started eating they got all the food there they started eating they started drinking and they looked here and there all the valuables gold silver everything is there they started bundling them up together they put everything together they wanted to bring back everything from the enemy's territory into their place and as they were bundling everything together you know one of the lepers he said are we doing the right thing I don't think we are going doing the right thing it's not good to do this and this is what said in 2nd Kings chapter 7 verse 9 then they said to one another we are not doing right this day is a good day day of good news and we remain silent if we wait until morning light some punishment will come upon us now therefore come let's go and tell my people our people that there is food here in the camp they said this is a good day we don't want to miss this opportunity we are what we are doing is not right so we need to get up from this place leave all the valuables here go and tell our people that there is food there you know we are talking about Abraham's blessings today we are blessed 
Because God expects us to be a blessing. An African proverb, this is how it goes. There is only one crime worse than the murder on the desert. And that is to know where the water is and not tell. Only one crime which is worse than murder in the desert. That is to know where water and not telling that to anyone. The four lepers received that blessing as spoken by Elijah, Elisha. And they did not keep the good work. They did not keep the good thing, good news within them. But instead, they wanted to go and tell that good news to their fellow brethren. We are talking about God blessing us so that we can be a blessing. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. There's a beautiful scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, Paul says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Paul is making a blessing here. You are, you know, you are abundantly blessed because you will be ready to do every good work. We are blessed to bless others. Number two, we are blessed for a purpose. We are going to read from Genesis chapter 41, verses 39 to 44. Genesis 41, 39 to 44. First of all, we saw we are blessed to bless others. Secondly, listen to me. We are blessed for a purpose. We are all blessed for a purpose. Now, I want to you know, bring this man of God this morning into our sermon. As we read from Genesis chapter 41, let's turn our Bibles, or you can look, look at the screen. Genesis 41, verse 39. Here we read about Isaac. Genesis 41, sorry. We read about Joseph. Genesis 41, verse 39. Now then, then Pharaoh said to Joseph, listen to this, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning, as wise as you. Pharaoh, you remember the story of Joseph? He was pushed into the pit by his brethren. And eventually he got sold to an Ishmaelite. And then eventually he landed in the palace of Pharaoh. He grew up there in the palace of Pharaoh. And when he grew bigger, he was found trustworthy. There are many times he was tested and he was found faithful. And now Pharaoh is talking to him in verse 40. You shall be over my house and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Pharaoh is talking to Joseph. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. I will be greater than you and next to me Joseph you are in charge. You are in control. Verse 41, and Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. God raised him up. God lifted him up. Verse 42, then Pharaoh took his signet ring off his hand and put it on Joseph's hand. And he clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. Verse 43, and he had, he had him ride in the second chariot which he had. And they cried out before him, bow the knee. So he set him over all the land of Egypt. Verse 44, Pharaoh also said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without you are concerned, no man may lift his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. 
Joseph was lifted up. Blessed by God. And we are talking about blessed for a purpose. I want you to think about your family background for a moment. From where you are coming from. The kind of setup that you come from. If I turn back and see, think until, the, uh, until grade 5 or 6, I never got an opportunity to study in an, under an electric light. We had only a kerosene lamp. You know, I remember the, those days when I was sick. My parents were not with me. At the age of five and a half, I was uh, away, alone with my grandparents. When you are sick, there is nobody to take you to the hospital. You need to walk, I think, one and a half to two kilometers. Walk, just walk. To go to the government hospital to get a bottle full of medicine. Right? And we don't, you're not sure whether I'll be able to walk straight or there's nobody to take care. When you back home, you are taken care. I want you to think about the place where we came from. The hospital where you are born. God has brought you to this nation, lifted you up, blessed you for a purpose. The life of Joseph, he was blessed for a purpose. And what was the purpose? I want you to read with me to jo- in, in Genesis chapter 45, verses 3 to 11. Genesis 45, 3 to 11. Gen- then Joseph said to his brothers, Genesis 45, 3 to 11. Then Joseph said to his brother, Joseph was lifted up to the level of Pharaoh in Egypt. And there was a great famine. Joseph's brothers and his father were in the other land. They came down to Egypt for food. The same brothers who threw him into the pit. The same father who forgot him forever. Thinking that he was killed by a wild animal. Same family coming to Egypt. And Joseph was standing there as a mighty man. They did not know, know it is Joseph. It took a while for them to really recognize. And this is where it happens. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? But his brothers could not answer him for they were dismayed in his presence. And according to Joseph's brother, he died long ago. Maybe it's Joseph's ghost. Not real Joseph. And Joseph said to his brothers, Please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Humble man of God. But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For these two years, the famine has been in the land And there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth. Purpose of God. And to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you who sent me here, but God. You know, when we are in the adverse situation, the most in a bottom pit in our lives, we need to think... It is not people around us. It is God. It is God. May it be sickness. May it be health issue. May it be issues in our workplace. 
May it be the suffering, the struggles that we go through in a foreign nation. In those bottommost pit, just do not blame anybody. It is God. It is God. That's where Joseph is. And this is what he says. In verse, uh, let's read from verse 8. So now it was not you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh and a lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father. Where is my father? Is he still alive? And say to him, thus says your son Joseph, God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Do not tarry. Do not wait. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen and you shall be near to me. You and your children, your children's children, your flocks and your herds and all that you own. There I, have, I will provide, you for, provide for you. Lest you and your household and all that you have come to poverty. For there are still five years of famine. Joseph was taking care of his family. What a blessing it is. Only for only one reason it happened. That man of God, he knew that God is lifting him up for a purpose. God raised Joseph with a purpose. The wealth that today God has given in our hands, it is for a purpose. It is for not for us. It is not for us to own that blessings. It is given to us for a purpose. You know, today at times, this is what happens in Christianity. We go around, we blow a trumpet saying that God has blessed me. I prayed, God has blessed me. You know, I hate hearing these kind of testimonies. When somebody comes and tells me that God has blessed me, he increased my salary, I feel pity for you. You know, I hate hearing this kind of testimony. God has blessed us, it is true. Then what do you do with that blessing that God has given us, given to us? If we talk only about the blessings we, that we receive, we are immature Christians. How many of you come and stand here and say, God has blessed me. I ask for this, God has given me. How many of us are able to say that I am a blessing to somebody. I extend my hands to somebody and that family was struggling. I gave to that family. How many of us are able to come and testify that here? We are immature, so immature at times. We are babies in our Christian faith. Blessing is blessing belongs to us. Blessing belongs to us. But what we need to do is with that blessing God wants us to bless somebody. Let us mature to know why blessings are given to us. Number three, bless others and be blessed. Bless others and be blessed, especially financial blessings. Jesus struck the nail in Luke chapter 6 verse 38. If you want to read with me, Luke 6 38. You know, these are word of God, which seldom preach. But this morning, God may give us grace to understand the expectation of God in our lives. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give, and it will be given to you. Give, and it will be given to you. You know, we are talking about doctrine of giving. Give and it will be given to you. How God gives that back to us? Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together and running over into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured 
back to you in manifold. In manifold. Blessed are the ones who bless others. Now I really thank God for the revelation that God gave to David in this aspect. You're going to Psalm 41. He says, blessed is he who blessed the poor. You know, as I was preparing for this sermon, you know, I, I was feeling within me that I'm not right. I'm not doing the right thing what God wants me to do. And I expect maybe this day, maybe I may bring that correction within our family, within my life. Psalm 31, sorry, Psalm 41. One read verses 1 to 3. Blessed is he who considers the poor. Blessed is he who, who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. And he will be blessed on the earth. You will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him on his bed of sickness, illness. You will sustain him on his sick bed. Promises of God. To whom? Psalm 41, David says, Blessed is he who considers the poor. Poor. Since we are living in this nation, it really doesn't get into our mind when I say the word pure. I need to spend time on this. And see, look at the blessings that God is promising. If you consider poor people, God is telling you, Lord will deliver you in times of trouble. The deliverance doesn't really come just by praying. The deliverance doesn't come just by fasting. But deliverance comes by giving to the poor. Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. You need God's protection. We all need God's protection every time. One way to ensure your protection is start giving to poor people. Word of God. Start giving to poor people. You are taken care he will be blessed on the earth. Like Abraham. Abraham was giving. He gave to God. Moment he saw Melchizedek, the typo of Christ in the Old Testament. Scripture says Abraham brought one tenth of all his wealth. Nobody taught him. We talked about it. He saw the God who was a giver. Only God was his example. Abraham brought the tithe to him. Abraham was blessed. Abraham was blessed. Not delivered to the, to the will of his enemies. We are surrounded by enemies. We are surrounded by enemies in our workplace. In our very family. Among our friends. We are surrounded by enemies. God will not deliver you into their hands. If you consider the poor... Lord will strengthen him in his in sickbed and rise him up. You know, when we fall sick, remember always, there are 50% of the people, they are willing to pray for you. The remaining 50% of the people think that it's done. It's done. That's true. When people go, they go through cancers. They go through deadly sicknesses, diseases. There are people willing to hear the bad news. 
And God says, I will lift you up among the enemies. I will strengthen you in the sickbed and I will raise you up. Only one condition. Blessed is he who considers the poor. How can we consider poor? And I just want to quickly go through some of the beautiful scriptures in the word of God this morning before we close. Leviticus chapter 19 verses 9 and 10. Leviticus 19, 9 and 10. When you reap the harvest of your land, listen to this. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not wholly reap the corns of your field, nor shall you gather the gleanings, the scattered grains. Just leave them there. Do not collect those grains. Verse 10, and you shall not glean or gather your vineyard, nor shall you gather every grape of your vineyard. You shall leave them there for the poor people. Let them come and pick those things. Instruction of God concerning giving it to poor. Remember Ruth? Ruth went behind Boaz to collect the glean, what was left over in the field. They became the ancestor of Jesus Christ. In that lineage, Jesus Christ came. Leave those things to the poor people. Luke chapter 12 verses 33 and 34. Luke chapter 12 verses 33 and 34. Sell what you have and give alms. Sell what you have and give it to the poor. Provide yourselves money bag which do not grow old. And treasure in the heavens that does not fail when you give to poor. Where no thieves approach nor moth destroys for where your treasure is there your heart will also be jesus was instructing to give to the poor be blessed as we bless the poor a couple of more scriptures before we close deuteronomy chapter 15 verses 10 and 11 you shall surely give to him and your heart should not be grieved when you give to him because for this thing the lord your god will bless you in all your works and in all to which you put your hand. For the poor will never cease from the land. Therefore I command you saying you shall open your hand wide to your brother, to your poor and your needy in your land. Proverbs 19.17 Very beautiful scripture. Very precise. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord. Think about this scripture. If you give to poor, you are lending to the Lord. Who are we to lend to the Lord? God honors us as the wealthiest man in the world. For he gives of his bread. Sorry. And he will pay back what he has given. When you give to poor, who will pay back? Poor cannot pay that back to us. God will pay that back to us. Proverbs 22.9 Proverbs 22.9 He who has a generous eye will be blessed. For he gives of his bread to the poor. Proverbs 21.13 Whoever shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. Whoever stops his ear at the cry of the poor there will be a day he will also cry. But nobody will hear that. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 and 7. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. But he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves the cheerful giver. 
to summarize before we close Abraham's promise I will bless you and you shall be a blessing Joseph was blessed for a purpose of blessing his family what is the purpose of God blessing you blessed is he who considers the poor before we close you know I had this question what about poor people who are those poor people you are talking about this morning some of the statistics this morning for your surprise listen to this carefully according to UNICEF 21,000 children die every day due to poverty in the whole world 21,000 children there is a website I don't know whether you know that where you go you'll get the statistics getting updated that's more than 500 per hour today now 21,000 children die without food hunger and out of that 500 as I said die every day precisely out of hunger some of the other diseases they have minor contribution AIDS pneumonia diarrhea tuberculosis malaria and measles 50,000 children faced death by starvation in North Nigeria in last summer 50,000 children died without food almost half of the world over 3 billion people we are 7 plus billions 3 billion people live on less than 2.5 dollar a day that's all they have to provide their family 1.8 million child children are dying each year as a result of diarrhea 1.8 million there's no value at all 795 million people worldwide do not have enough food to eat more than 750 million people lack adequate access to clean drinking water. For the 1.9 billion children, there are 2.2 billion, close to 2.2 to 2.3 billion children are in the world. Out of that 1.9 children are, children are living in the developing countries. Out of the 1.9 billion children, 640 million children are dying without shelter. They are thrown out. They don't have a place to go. That means one in three in the developing country. One in every three child, three children, one child is dying. They are thrown out in the night. Dog or some beast will come and kill them. 400 million who have no access to safe water. One out of five. One in every five children. They don't have safe water to drink. 270 million with no access to health services. That is one in seven. We are talking about God says, I will bless you if you consider the poor. And I believe if we, what we do here in the, in the four walls, if these are not affecting a cause, in this world today what we do becomes meaningless the reason why we don't find the teenagers and the youth in the churches of North America today they don't find meaning in what we do here we come here we worship the Lord we rejoice and we we go what is the point in doing all this whereas 
Thousands of children are dying outside. Don't you care about them? That's the question. We are talking about giving. We are talking about giving to the poor. And I believe this morning, I just want to, you know, I don't want to just talk and go from this place. I want to do something here this morning, if you are willing. Only two children we are able to support. They are orphans. Their pictures must be there in the board. They are orphans. And one out of this whole family, church family, one family came forward to give $37 a month to support one child. So they are sponsoring one child. And the church as a whole, we are sponsoring the second child. Whatever we do, it's going to bless somebody. It's going to avoid, avoid a death. And this morning, I just want to make a call here. Just want to you know, give you a time to, uh, you know, give you an opportunity to give right now. Because we, there's, there's no meaning, me talking and leaving from this place. Think about the amount of expense that we make. $40 we easily spend to buy pizza for our family. We are talking about $37 a month sustaining, making a child to live. And we want to do it only for orphan children. And we have a very beautiful method of doing it through uh, an, an agency or a, sub -organi a sister organization of POC. They make sure that, that, that money is, entire money is reaching them right away. And this morning I just want to make a call here. I want every one of you to contribute this cause because the word of God is very clear. Consider the poor. Blessed is he who considers the poor. And I was just going through their website today morning to see, do we have a cost there listed which is appropriate? There are a couple of causes. This nation, they are going to, through poverty. Children are dying. Families are dying. There, is our, there are options to donate directly to those nations. And this morning, it doesn't really matter where we are and which country which we belong to, which ethnicity, which race we belong to, it doesn't really matter. Children are perishing. Families are dying. This morning, I just want all of you to give to God. And the way I want to give is, this offering is not going to stay here in the church. And Jofin is our treasurer and he'll make sure that this offering will go directly to somebody who is dying. We want to do that this morning. And I don't want to do anything. I don't want to throw $10, $20. I, I want you to do $100 this morning. I want to do, with my little salary that I get, I want to do $100 this morning. And I wish our families should sponsor a child. Dan, you want to do that? You want to sponsor a child? Yes. So you need to write it down in, the, in, the, in, the, in an envelope and say that you are sponsoring. From your bank account, it will go. $37 every day. If you want to sponsor a child, and we'll get the child. You, you have an option to pick the child. I'll send you the link later. You can just note it down and take the small envelope. Can you just pass these envelopes? And I want you to give to the cause of considering the poor. It is the word of God, and we are called to obey. Yeah. We are called to obey. And if you don't have the money, just put your name, put that amount, and we will follow with you, and we will get that done. Within one or two weeks, I want to put the statistics here, and we want to make sure that the money is sent out for that cause. And this morning, just think about how much blessing that God has given to us. Just want everybody to be closed, except those who are writing. Probably you can just go ahead and write, start writing. Pass the envelope quickly, please. I don't do this, but this morning I want to do it for the cause of the cross, of loving those poor ones. 
you may be already supporting somebody that's fine but this morning we don't lose anything by giving hundred dollars let hundred dollars go from my bank account I'm not going to lose anything I just want to do this this morning with an assurance that God will be pleased God will be honored if you are planning to support a child I want you to write your name and say that sponsor child sponsor child sponsor just want you to write your name and put say child sponsor I will get back to you on that this morning as we keep doing this morning I would I would ask God Lord God you would may you may speak to our hearts this morning oh God as we obey the commandment to give we are not giving to ourselves we are not giving to our church we are giving to somebody who is dying Lord who is like me who's like my child who's starving the bones are protruding out there is no flesh in this body it's bleeding everywhere Lord God this morning I'm writing this amount Lord for that cause for that cause father everyone has an envelope there are envelopes here can you help just want every one of you to participate in this I'm sure it will be a blessing If you don't have that amount, just put that, uh, put that amount and write your name. You can do online transfer or you can, we will follow with you and then get that done. And uh, <clears throat> we can collect this offering separately. Once you are ready, I'm sure God is pleased in what we do here. If we don't try to limit the blessings within ourselves. When we extend our hands, the blessings of God will rest in our lives. We will see the more we give, as we give, we will see God pouring into. God pouring into our lives. What an honor. And if you want to sponsor the child on, you know, on somebody's name, maybe your children's name, you can, you can do that and just put the, their name to there. Make it clear as you write. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We are just going to pray in a moment. Shall we collect the offerings? Sorry, we may not have, you don't have a basket, so. We're just going to pray in a moment. <coughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, shall we pray? Father, we thank you for this morning. And before that, those who are online, if you would like to give for the cause of what we talked about here, I would encourage you to give. Either you can go to our website and give online giving, or you can email to me. We are talking about sponsoring a child for $37, a child who is in Africa or in Asia. We are talking about feeding the poor people, those who don't have food to put across their table. This morning, as God speaks to you, just give to God for the cause. That God may bless us. Father, I just pray for your blessing, Lord, upon these offerings, O oh God. Lord, these are not easy things to do. We need to really take from what we have for our own purpose. This morning, Father, I just ask you, O oh God, your blessing upon these offerings. 
Lord, I just pray you are blessing upon this offering, so God. Lord, your children are extending their hands, Lord, in your kingdom. According to these scriptures. Because you said, blessed is he who considers the poor. I pray for those who are giving to this, given to this cause, or they are still giving for this cause. I pray for your blessing upon their finances. Before we finish this sermon series, Lord, we want to see tangible, tangible benefits, financial breakthroughs happening in our families. It's a step of faith that we take as we obey your word. Bless us, O oh God. We pray for these offerings. Lord, these offerings are going to, Lord, sustain some of those, some of those lives. Otherwise, they may die. These offerings are going to help, Lord, for the study of some of those orphans. Lord, these offerings are going to help, Lord, some of them, those who are starving. They are seeing with their own eyes their children die. These offerings are going to support them, bring life in their lives. Father, this morning, we give you glory for the health, for the wealth, for the blessings, for the stable life that you have given to us. Help us, Lord, to realize your blessings in our lives. Send us with your peace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipf.org. God bless you.